everybody. It's Nate with Street Wave. Welcome back to the Crossroads Hotel for the finale of the Night Market version 2.0 podcast series. And I am so excited to have tonight some great gentlemen in the room. In fact, some other homies in the room as well. So the room is full, the energy is full, and I'm excited to dive into this. Um, so we've got Jeremy from the Crossroads Hotel. I've got Grant from Cheating Snakes. But real quick, we just want to know like who should go first. So I'm, I'm going to flip oh. a coin. So in the air... Jeremy, I want you to call it. Oh, okay? I got to call it? All right. Yeah, yeah. You're the oldest. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Um, Damn. Tails. Heads, heads or tails? Tails, tails? please. Okay. It's tails. Oh, I have to go first. All right, great. Age before beauty? Is so that, now, now we switch the room say, up. Right? That's well, it. What's, what's yeah. crazy is that we had this idea of like starting with Grant since he's like the highlight and then oh now, man now now you're the highlight brutal, brutal. I can't, I can't the dunk so I'm, I'm the finale I'm slower in hell now what else keep going jeez all right Beat Jeremy Jeremy Bennett Mr. Bennett what's up Nick Mr. B <laughs> Mr. B um, I'm gonna call you that <laughs> yeah. I'm changing your name in my phone <laughs> I wanna I wanna begin with you man um take us back a few years before you were at the crossroads what were you doing Oh, and man. then so, and then how how did you get to where we are now? Oh, that's a long path that involves okay about 10, 15 years in the fashion industry. Okay, San Francisco, right. New York. Lived right. in Tokyo for a hot minute. Um, worked for big brands, little brands. Big brands being like Gap, Old Navy. Little brands being Bonobos, Air, True Maker. Some brands in San Francisco and New York. Um, just doing all kinds of product development and fashion product stuff. Um, yeah. And then we ended up back in Kansas city after a whole lot of things going on down and this gig popped up and I was like, I want to do that job. And so I kind of stalked the right people, got in front of the right person here, there or wherever and yeah. like navigated my way into this gig three years ago before we opened the hotel. So right. yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been a fun three years. That's for sure. Right. And then you just thought, all right, I'm going to come work at the Crossroads Hotel. This seems like a, a great idea. Let's do it. Or It was more the gig. It was the job. The, right. like, the, the title is officially Director of Lifestyle. Hmm. And I think, one, everybody's got to love a job with a bullshit title like that, right? Because uh, like, what do you do? And you're like, I don't uh, know, so I can't tell you. Uh, um, but when you kind of break down like what I do on the day, it's stuff that I love doing. Right. right. It, it's it's meeting with people like this character to my right. It's throwing events. It's like keeping the hotel relevant. It's collaborating. It's it's all that fun shit that a lot of hotels just try to do, want to do, but don't focus on. Mm. And when I saw this job posted and they're like, oh, we're actually going to pay you a real salary to go just do that. I was like, I'm all in. Let's go. And I literally it was a full court press stalked everyone on Instagram, stalked everyone on LinkedIn, had cover letters and resumes on desk, was like literally standing out front when they walked here in the morning unlocking the door. I'm like, hey, I want this job. Like it was, it was that desperate, but it wasn't that desperate. But like, <laughs> you know, um, and then it came to life. What year was that? We opened in 18. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we, I remember it was like, I remember it was like yesterday. I interviewed for, it felt like a month with yeah. literally everybody up and down the food chain because they were like, I was the second director of lifestyle, maybe the third in the hotel group. We only had three or four hotels at that point. And so they're like, God, this first director of lifestyle worked magic in Detroit. Can we replicate that? Can what are the other hotels? 
Uh, there's a bunch of them. I'm not trying to take your. This is cool. no, I'm interviewing you, bro. We have a lot of different in. hotels. By the, way, like, by the way, I love this hotel. Right, right. I'm staying yeah. at all of them. Right. That's why I'm yeah, no, I mean, I, there's 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 ten or eleven of them now. I'm for, gonna forget. We've got one in Denver, one in Des Moines, which is really cool. Minneapolis, Fargo, Detroit, uh, New Jersey, Tampa, Memphis, New Orleans. I'm sure I forgot one. Um, Goodness. But like, they're yeah. all like this. They're all like cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're yeah. all, they all have a director of lifestyle. They ha- all have a focus. Equally, one part hotel, one part food and beverage, one part, you know, uh, lifestyle brand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like this is, this, this is, this is like a, kind of the ideal job for me, right? Like I, I did a lot of project management stuff, brought a lot of ideas to life. And then it's like, Hey, here's a brand new, beautiful hotel. Right. Make it relevant, make it, give it a beating heart. And I'm like, Oh yeah, let's go. And yeah. so, yeah, that's, that was three years ago. Right. Yeah. And that's what I love about the space is like just a few weeks ago, I saw the roller skating oh. event going on. <laughs> that was so and, cool. and listen, like I, I thought I've seen a lot of hotels right. I have, but like I've never seen a roller skate going Why? on. Why the fuck do you like, roller skate in a hotel? And, and the yeah, music was dude. off the chain. Like, it was, it was the uh, top 10 goofiest things we've done. And it was just to do something. There's, right. there's no, like to be completely honest, the hotel had a great night because it was full of people it was amazing energy. Um, I'm not going to talk about any of the financials on it because like we actually partnered with people and we let them take the whole door yeah. and the skate. Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah. Hey, if you've got something fun, you want to do, if you've got an idea, you've got a generous ear to help incubate and help bring the next thing to life. Right. Who's seen a roller skating party in a hotel? Not me. Yeah. yeah. Me neither. We got crushed on social media that night. We got a hundred people on a list that are like, "Tell me when the next one's happening." We don't have a next one planned. We're gonna we're gonna do one, but I just don't know when. Cheating snakes one. Cheating snakes roller oh, snakes one. Oh, jeez. And the yeah, sluts. Yeah. Cheating snakes. Cheating yeah. snakes. Sluts. PBR roller skates. That's yeah. a terrible oh, idea. <laughs> Write it down somewhere. Um, right, right, right. All about those terrible ideas. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm glad you saw. I think that. But those are the kind of fun events. Those are the kind of you know. I think there's a probably. I think the PR agencies call them stunts, right? Yeah. And, and they're 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 as much stunt as they are like no they're a fun activation the technical term activation right it's it's a one-off event that's going to make people see the hotel in a different light it's going to get new people in the door it's fun shit to do right, right. I, yeah. I mean what did you do on, on for work last friday i didn't go to, i didn't show up at 8 a.m didn't punch a time clock didn't do accounting bookkeeping whatever no i i strung up a disco ball and then like ch- passed out roller skates to a bunch of goofballs and wanted to roller skate in a hotel yeah. all night it was great. Yeah. Wait, did you provide the roller skates? We worked with Legacy. Mm. Yeah, right? I mean, it's like, and, it and, and that event comes to life. And I got to give a shout out to Shepa. Send me your paperwork. I know yeah. we don't have paperwork due right now, but you're always late, Shepa. Yeah. So get your shit out on time. Um, <laughs> such a great dude. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, He'll, such a, he's yeah. got more stories than anybody in this world, but he's always late with his paperwork. Right. Um, oh, I love you, Shepa. I love you. Classic. Um, and then Amber Bolt. Amber, Amber is like one of those wildly talented skate influencers. If you follow her on IG, she's like, you're like, how do you do what I don't understand? And they were like, we want to do a thing. And I'm like, let's do it. Here we go. And so I'm the safety net. I'm the venue. I'm the like coach and mentor is like, hey, here's all the things we got to do. Get your paperwork in on time. Sign this release. Make sure Legacy's got enough skates. How many people can we fit in here? Who's DJing? Right. I can help facilitate that kind of thing. You know, we see events and just kind of when you're in this world, you see events pop up around town. 
down in flames. They just crash and fucking burn. Truth. They don't get the clearances they need. They don't have the insurance they need, which right. is just putting them at a huge risk. Right. They don't know how to run a ticketing engine. They don't promote it the right way. They're like, oh, my friends are going to come. Well, that's 12 people. That's night one. What are you going to do on night yeah. two and three? You yeah. know, um, and, and you just see them getting kicked out of venues. You see them like being great concepts and ideas, but like being one and dones. And it's like, well, I, you know, I, th- I feel like I can help facilitate some of those things right. and get get bring help help right. those ideas come to life. And that's the word I really love to use, especially uh, with you, Jeremy, is facilitate. Because I feel that's what you do. When I like when I first met you, when we were doing the podcasting out in the large yeah, auditorium yeah, yeah. Uh, that one day, and just having a conversation with you. Obviously, you were slicked up in the Japanese button-up jacket, you know, something <laughs> slight. But like, mm, I think just hearing your passion for putting people on and allowing your doors to be open for events here in the community, I think is absolutely amazing and needingful, like in the most positive way, you know? My boss is going to hate me for saying it, but I've always treated this hotel like the best fucking community center you've ever seen, right? I couldn't It's got more. the best bar of any community center you're right. ever right. Um, right. People want to come here even when we're not doing wild stuff, but then they've got somebody to just call when they have an idea i'll tell you what go throw that skating party at the lows yeah go yeah, go yeah. who do you even call <laughs> right Where do, am i calling them out of, i'm calling them out of this like shit is this gonna be around the bar <laughs> no, but like anyway like and not to call Lowe's is a great hotel but like yeah. when you who do you even call at that place to like i'm the guy you call here you're like i got an idea and i can tell you like that's not gonna float we can't set a fire we can't do a bonfire in the middle of the atrium somebody's asked me that um <laughs> but when you do have a goofy idea like the Kansas City night market and you're like, I have a dream. I, do, I don't know where it should be hosted or how we should do it. Like, let's grab a beer. Let's sit down. That's that's exactly what happened when Quincy and Brooke brought the night market mm. to me. They're like, hey, here's what we want to do. And I'm like, all right, cool. Do you guys have the chops to be able to pull this off? Do you have the network of people to put it together? I can provide you with A, B, C, but you got to get D through Z, right? right. I, I got a space. Right. I got some resource. There's a little budget here or there. I can coach you through all of the navigation that needs to happen to make it work in this hotel. But can you do the rest? And they just, they were like, we on triple Z now. Like we run, they ran circles around me. And so um, it's, that, that, that's how the nightmare came to life. Like that's how yeah. we did the first one in September. Right. While we this, this sat down the day after had breakfast and we're like, when are we doing the next one? So right. excited for Thursday night. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. And I think like version 2.0 is going to be on a whole nother scale. We have like 50% more vendors and there's a second DJ and yeah. I just sent these guys the drink menu and it's off the chain right. and, you know, doing and, and thoughtful things too, right? It's not just like do it and do it again and like make the same dumb mistakes again. Yeah. We, I think we had five pages of like, oh shit notes from yeah. that meeting. It's like, we gotta, how can we make the experience better for our guests? How can we make the experience better for our vendors? How can we make the experience better for us? Cause this is, we're exhausted. Right. But like, you know, it's it's all of those things where like, how can we level it up? And like, we're doing a vendor appreciation drink thing the night before. Come check out the space, have a round on me. We threw out uh, like, just spend the night, just drag your stuff upstairs. We threw out our super friendly, like super dirt cheap rate for all the vendors to like participate. You know, these are things that like, when you do this event at the river market, you can't spend the night there. There's no hotel rooms there, but like we can do that. And we got a great bar. So it's like, let's, how do we, how do we take care of those people? And like, Hey, you know, we're going to do 10 more of them. Yeah. 
yeah. until they get super famous and take this shit somewhere else. But yeah. like, it's fine. I'm, build, I'm happy to have kicked it off. Right, right, right. Build, 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 win, win, win. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Time. That's how it goes. And speaking of vendors, this guy right next oh, to me. Shit. Man, who the hell is this guy? Grant. <laughs> Grant, what's going on, man? How's it going? It's going well, bro. I'm I'm glad to chip in, and I'm glad you asked questions of Jeremy as yeah. well. Because like I was like, maybe I'm I should ask him on Street Wave. I think like that would be. I'm always asking. I think, Jeremy I think that's questions. what we should do. I always know. Yeah. <laughs> and sending cute kid pics, by the way. Like this is this what you got to do. You got to do it. It's like, yeah. hey, my kid's wearing your hat tonight, and he's like, it looks good on her, and I'm like, it looks better on me. He's like, no, it doesn't. Like, no, right, it doesn't. no, it yeah, doesn't. No, that's beautiful. No, I mean, Jeremy's always been super supportive. Hmm. I mean. When I reached out to Jeremy about the first event I did here, he walked me through that same, like, oh, do you have all these, like, ducks in a row to do this? And I didn't, but, like, he, he lied your ass off. It. Yeah, yeah. I I just lied to Jeremy. That's how you get <laughs> things done, you know? Yeah, right. Just got to fib it. Well, bro, I want to I wanna take, like, a side journey, side step back on, like, especially on your story. Sure. And uh, hearing just more of just like where you've come from, sure. like where you grew up, and then how cheating snakes really just came into your yeah. life. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Wisconsin, Midwest. Mm. Um, I always loved fashion and art, like really high school. Uh, I had one teacher, Miss Voigt. Shout out, Miss Voigt. Hey. Yeah, she really put me on, like put me in an art high school, and that like changed my life. So I was terrible, terrible student. <laughs> uh, went to this art high school, like really excelled, got like a great scholarship to SAIC in Chicago. So that like kind of put me on to like real, you know, culture and stuff. Like there was nothing in, in the Midwest. Like right. Chicago, I would skip school. Sorry, mom. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. She probably doesn't know these stories, though. Uh, I would skip high school to drive to Milwaukee, which was two hours away, to like go shopping at H and M. Right? Damn! Because right? you couldn't get H and M. Yeah. Well, no listen, listen, listen. I was at line at the one in the plaza. Yeah, yeah. Did I win a gift card? Fuck nah. Right? Oh. Fuck those motherfuckers. No. So yeah, I don't H&M, want to hear that shit. H and M and Urban Outfitters was like my oh, like you met- all day. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and there was no real online. I don't even know if H and M had a website at the time. Yeah. Know, I don't like want to shop online there. Seven or some shit. Right. Well, there was no like cool shit. So like, I was in like a emo band at the time. Um, all the clothes I was buying were like girls' clothes or of like course. from girls. You were wearing women's yeah. jeans. Uh, Girls, what size? What size? What size? Uh, I think I wore like an eight, right? Uh, Eight, nine. I think that's every guy. Yeah. So my my sister, I would I would I would make my sister go buy them because I was too (laughs) embarrassed. I went to J C Penney's and just bought them. You're fucking more G than I am. I made my sister go, and she would hold them up for me in the store, and I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah low-key like yeah those will fit me whatever <laughs> get him, get him. yeah so once all of that kind of like passed and i was in art school okay. so everybody was super weird mm-hmm. i kind of like opened up a little bit but i still didn't really know what i wanted to do so i uh i was in school in chicago i snuck into this like graduation ceremony at this other school I really wanted to do like Pixar animation and there was a guy from Pixar. He was like doing the graduation speech. So I snuck into this thing. 
stole a, a graduation name tag. <laughs> so it's like this graduation event. It's like this like cherry on top for these graduates of this school I did not go to. Stole some kid's name tag. And poor Joe didn't get in. Waited. <laughs> Where's Andrew? Waited till nobody was left in the venue. Waited to talk to this guy. He like miraculously, I think his name is Danny Lopez. Shout out to that guy too. Mr. Lopez. Yeah, Thanks, Mr. Dan. Lopez. Really appreciate it. Dan Dan. He took me under his wing. I, I came clean to him. I was like, oh, I snuck into this. Like, I want to do what you do. Okay. Put me onto this school art center in Pasadena in California. Like, I'm from the Midwest. I've never been that far away from home. So I just flew to California. No, I took a train. The train? <laughs> oh, oh, I got to tell this story. Okay. This podcast is going to be all night. But, okay, this is the greatest story, though. I'm not like a big Walt Disney nerd. So Walt Disney took a train from Chicago to California. And, like, that was, like, his, like, when he came up with Mickey Mouse. So I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to have some, like, stroke of genius. <laughs> It didn't happen, but it was sick. Like, so I feel like that really shaped like me just being independent in the weirdest ways. Like I'm really shy and like, I don't like that stuff, but I kind of like forced myself into this weird situation where I was like sneaking into these events and like going cross country on my own. And so by the time like school came around, I like really invested in it because I was like, the kid outside like i didn't i didn't have like a art school knowledge which a lot of the kids like their parents were artists or architects or like right had some were steeped in the knowledge and i was like i didn't have a car so i was taking the bus and like Mm. for the first time in my life i was like the kid on the outside so i started like kind of falling in love with that you know like that position of like i'm not really i don't really fit into this so I can kind of make my own lane and nobody knew me. So that was like another, I remember my mom telling me like, just be whoever you want to be. Yeah. You know, like this, they're not going to know you different. Yeah. yeah. And my right. mom was like totally about that. Like, cause she knew how shy I was. I think shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Mama. Mommy. My mom will definitely be watching this. Okay. So oh, yeah. shout out mom. Okay. Uh, so I was on the outside and when I was in Chicago, I wanted to do the fashion program. That was like something I was like the only kid in fashion in high school, like, or the only guy in fashion in high school, it was Wisconsin. So it was like, just wasn't a thing like to be into clothes and be a guy. And I didn't give a shit. My sister was in the class and like, I just ran that class. Cause I didn't care at all. Cause it was a bunch of girls that my sister knew and they were all friends the lady that taught it didn't know anything though. So it, like didn't really help me, but it was kind of like the coolest, like, Oh, I don't give a shit. Like everybody was like, Oh, Grant's in fashion. And I was like, yeah, fuck all you. Like, I don't care. So that kind of gave me that confidence. But when I got to Chicago, um, SAIC is like really conceptual. And it was like, mm-hmm. like way beyond me. You know, I think I always joke about like part of the reason I got into school is I was so bad. They thought I was really good, you know. Like my work was so terrible. It's I think so they, raw. They he's took so yeah, natural. Yeah. He's yeah. so he hasn't been touched yet. He they can hold like some ironic way. 
So I was it shit? Do you look at it now and you're like, it's garbage? Oh yeah, garbage. Yeah, right. yeah. But it, it's all right. Yeah, it I mean, right. I mean, now, yeah, I mean, right. now, now I look at it and I, yeah, it's fucking garbage. <laughs> I want to like hype it, but it's not. It's really bad. Um, but I, they scared me away from the program, the art or the fashion program at school, which is why I was going to go there. And they like everyone told me how competitive it was and like how cutthroat it was, and I was way too fragile for that. So I was like, "Fuck it," you know, I'm not gonna do that. And then I went to school, and I just like I basically just studied like design and like illustration, and that's what I wanted to do. I wasn't like super fulfilled with that. I just like that's kind of the direction I was going. And then, like, one crazy night, I met, like, this guy that I idolized that I graduated from my school, Demetrius May. Another shout-out. Yeah. Shout-out, Demetrius. Uh, He drove me home, like, wasted from this party. Like, I was out of my mind. Probably, like, confessed too much. Like, oh, I really love, like, all the shit you're on. And, like... um, like he had given a presentation earlier at the school and like I was you like snuck Man, into? Yeah, I was like, God, like <laughs> you're what you do is so sick. And he's like, Yeah, you just gotta do it. Like you got all the same shit. And like that kind of changed my whole life. And he he got me this job. Uh I was designing at I'm not gonna say the name. I don't even want to shout him out. I feel like they're like a bad company kind of. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Fuck the- Fucking. But they designed, uh, we designed like in house for like Macy's and Nordstrom's. Like we designed like big brands. Should we just guess it? Nike, in Patagonia, Polo. Polo. No, no, no. <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger. You guys Tommy. Never, we ripped off a lot of Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never so guess the name because we did all these like private labels. So I realized that like fashion really wasn't that big. Like there's not that many people doing it. It was like, you just got to be smart. So I was working at this company and I was not that guy. Like I wanted to do illustration. It was just the job I had in LA. And you just throw in graphics and logos and tossing prints and like the, the, the flag tee and like yeah. you were just, you were just bullshit designing, whatever. Yeah. I was basically like doing whatever they wanted. And it was like, I'm like going to date it now. But like when the long, long line shirts came out, that was like the time, like when all like the really long shit, like Fear yeah, God. Yeah. So my homie was doing Fear God. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like Colby, okay. Colby Harwood. Another shout out. Hey, Colby. Uh, We're on ten right now. He yeah. No shit. A lot of shout outs. <laughs> like who's who podcast? Yeah, yeah. Like, People grant yeah. like, So we did we this. Uh, I would be buying like Fear God from the factory, and then working this like shitty, shitty, uh, you know, design job during the day. So I started designing that stuff, and they hated it. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And uh, Emily and I, my wife, got married at that time. And we came out. uh, We got married here in Kansas City. We actually got married in Lawrence. And we decided, like, well, we can, like, afford to, like, buy a house here. And we can't afford. We lived in, like, a shoebox in L.A. So we decided to move out here. And I was still pursuing illustration, freelance illustration. And I was like, I was getting pretty good jobs, but you can only make so much money at that. And, and I was always hustling. Always hustling. Always like hustling. trying to find yeah, the always. next yeah. project. And I was always oh. trying to like, I was making products. Like I made like trading cards and like 
doing a lot of zines. And I just wanted to be part of something so bad, but like there was nothing around, you know, like I Doesn't stick, right? Well, you I was don't just creating get my into own it. circle. Yeah. Yeah. So I had friends, uh, John Malta, who's like a comic book artist here. Terrible, like, terrible artist. <laughs> worst. Just the worst, man. Dog Jeremy shit. and John. Are homies. I love John. Jeremy and John. Yeah. Fucker so talented. Yeah. So. John, call me. Uh, he. <laughs> I had lunch with him one day. This is like embarrassing to admit now because we're like really good friends. But I was like, I like idolized him. And like he was doing it. Like he was making money, making art. And I was making no money. We were like barely scraping by. And he told me like, you just got to stop worrying about it. Like as soon as you don't give a fuck, like that's when things are going to hit for you. And I like just took it to heart. So I just started like making all the shit I wanted to make. And a lot of that ended up being like bootleg t-shirts uh i wanted to do all these t-shirt ideas but like for like black sabbath and like black flag where it's like i'm never gonna get that job right. so i'm just gonna fucking make them. Yeah. and so i started making shit like that and it kind of like started popping a little bit so i continuously had this thing going in the background uh my username on instagram was cheating snakes so i just kind of like made that my thing mm. And I started making these bootlegs. And then whenever the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, that was when shit really changed for me. I did like the, they had the parade here. And I made a t-shirt for that. And it fucking exploded. And it was like, I made the amount of money I made in like a year, in like a day. Wow. And I was in LA at the time. And, uh, I was like, well, what do I do? You know, like, this is only going to last so long. And I knew, like, I knew enough to know that. So I just took all that money, bought a new laptop, and, like, became Cheatin' Snakes, like, a brand. Yeah. I just put all the money into the brand. It was, like, gone in a day. Wow. And I just started a clothing company. And, like, I knew how to do it all from... I mean, I guessed a lot of it. And, like, if you look at the stuff from early on, it like, pretty obvious. Like, I was guessing. Uh, <laughs> but then you meet people, right? You start to fill, you start to form the network. You connect with that oh, guy yeah, who's got yeah. this thing and that gal yeah. who's got yeah. that thing. Well, and, and just asking for help yeah. was, like, you, you want to do it all yourself. Right. And then That's you realize awesome. you can't. And then you find the people that, like, really will help you. And that becomes, like, your circle. So I got the help I needed to, like, go from T-shirts to, like, cut and sew. And then it went from, like, you know, I'm going to do two pieces to four pieces. And it's just kind of grown from there. And it's, like, just been this evolution of uh, where I want to go is, like, kind of where the brand goes. So whenever people try to, like, shoehorn cheating snakes into, like, what is it? It's, like, that's nope. kind of the point It's like it's next direction yeah yeah it's this like trajectory of like i i want to keep leveling up from like where i'm at i always wanted to be a clothing thing though that like that's important to me i i genuinely like if i think of the common thread throughout everything i've done you know my mom has uh like drawings of clothes on like croquis or whatever they're called. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. little dolls. Like yeah. Little yeah. dolls. Yeah. From high school. What the fuck? Uh, framed in her house of like 
I designed like this prom outfit. It's all camo. It's so fucking oh, sick. Damn. So like my first big, my first big like. Cause he's wearing camo. Camo. He's, you're both shit. wearing camo pants right yeah. now. You like you want to prom? Know. Oh you yeah, know. yeah. But we got the memo. My first couture collection. Yeah, you, you guys will see that dress. It's fucking spectacular. I can't wait. But yeah, so uh, Super Bowl blew up, and then it's just kind of been a steady path since then of like checking off all my dreams of like i basically just like see shit and i'm like oh i want to make that or how do i get in like the the latest thing was like the pbr thing uh i've always wanted to do something with like all my friends are invited to be a part of this thing but it's like a show i'm like a big sucker for like theatrics and like there was some theatrics at that one but go big or go home I like to think of it as like dinner right. theater, but no dinner. It was just like weird. Like it's like bar theater. <laughs> <laughs> Scared for your life theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got to have like a little bit of edge. Or yeah. It's not you got to keep them on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to scoot back a little bit on like the Disney thing. I'm going to sure. be straight up on like honest 100%. One of the biggest Disney fans right? ever, you know, I want to see movie. Grant. one, two, three, ready? One, two, three, Aladdin. 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 <laughs> Aladdin. No. Uh, best. Disney movie shit. No, I'm just Wally. Oh, it's Pixar. Goody. But the first like 30 minutes yeah, are yeah. silent. Yeah. And oh, it's so right. like beautiful. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. True. And it like it that's the movie I watch now and it still like freaks me out cuz it's like we're so destined for right. that. Oh. You know, we're we're skyrocketing <laughs> to that destiny. So uh, that movie like really still hits for me, but there's so many Disney movies that are like iconic and so part good. of my life. Moana. Moana. The kid. She picked that was the first one that like stuck. She learned all the songs. Right. It just was right. ingrained. And like it was it's nice to watch the like the little one to like love a movie. So we've well, been to the fountain that's like dedicated for him at the Kansas City Art Institute, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I touch that every day going, give me the spirit. I'm a huge like reader too. So I've read like every Disney biography under the sun, just trying to like channel some of that shit. Like I want, he's like the like biggest hustler ever, like just knew what the fuck to do all the time. And he did so much shit. Like how could you make Disneyland now? You know, like, and that's what I want for cheating snakes is like, I want to shoot that big where it's like, how the, yeah. You're going to build a city? Like, okay. Yeah. And then also with fashion class, I was in sewing class. Yeah. And I would just say, you know, I was the only guy in the class, but yeah. I was sewing the best things ever. Right? You know, tote bag, okay, got you. Pillowcase, got you. You know, yeah. bed sheets, got you. You know, let's go all day. You know, it was just whatever. Yeah. So I know that feeling of just like, well, I, like, I got A point. plus in this class for a reason. That put in the work. And you're like, yeah. fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm not that guy. I'm not yeah. who you think I am. So yeah. like, I don't care. You like my tote bag? I put that shit yeah. together. Yeah. Sight, you know? Yeah, your girlfriend likes my tote bag. That <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. So we should probably put that on a tote. Yeah. Like, I just call it one of cheating snakes. Tote. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so interesting to see like just the development and the inspirations for you to like just have cheating snakes just come alive for you. And it's insane just to feel the vibe that you have and excitement for you for the future for the brand, you know? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of amazing thing that's will be in like in the path for you, man. Um so fashion, graphics and everything. You know, I, I kinda wanna dive a little bit deeper and like just like I know you've tapped around with like the Bulls and like Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I fuck with both yeah. on the personal level. Yeah, I've yeah. collected both. And 
how how does those image come to you when like are you just are you just at home chilling and just kind of get inspired maybe you're watching some old wwf i don't know yeah so wrestling has always been like like a big part of my life more so like me and my dad uh when i got older i liked a lot of different shit that my dad liked but wrestling was always like the common thread yeah and when i got old enough i realized like that's the same for all me and my homies is like our dads are so different in like where i grew up all the dads are kind of like the same guy you know like you know like the fashion thing my dad's super supportive so like i'm not shitting on my dad because he's the man uh but like that was probably hard but the wrestling thing he could get behind and it was like that was our thing and we loved that so when i started doing the bootlegs i kind of just started thinking of like well what t-shirts do i want that don't exist or what feels like it's taboo to do you know like honestly for a while it was like who could i who could i bootleg that like is gonna be mad about it and wrestling was one of those where it's like it's big enough it's iconic enough i know i know enough about it to like kill it um so that's why i pursued that and i feel like i had enough people already in my corner that like liked that that I knew it was going to work. So like the wrestling thing, no brainer. Uh, The bulls thing. I never liked sports. Like Dennis Rodman was really like my only Dennis Rodman. And like a little bit of a spoiler for early next year, but like Allen Iverson, those were like my two big, uh, you know, icons of like, they're different. They're like kind of like, you know, like the hoodlums yeah. of basketball. Yeah. So that was like a language that my whole school spoke was like, they're a very sports oriented school. So to see someone in that category, that's outside of that basket, like Dennis Rodman was so weird. That's why I loved him. Cause like my dad liked him, but also he was like painting his fingernails and he had tattoos. Why did your like, dad like him? Cause he was on the bulls. Oh, I don't know. He, because- I don't know. Chicago. We're gonna have to get my dad on oh, okay. episode. Shout out to dad. Shout, yeah. out to dad. Shout out to dad. He had the book though. That's so. Like I have this vivid memory of uh, going to my dad's office closet, and he had I don't know what it's called, the Dennis Rodman book though, where he's like naked on the b- motorcycle with all the basketballs. Yeah. And I was I like, oh, this is fucking crazy. This is like, weird. Dad. Yeah. I thought you had the, did you, did you think you got the Madonna book, but yeah, you got the Rodman yeah. book? What happened? Those yeah. shirts sell for so much money. The shirts with him, like on the, yeah. with the basketballs. Oh, my oh I'm sure. God. But it's so, uh, and I would always, like, that's the first thing I remember drawing a lot of is I would draw Rodman's face uh with the multicolored hair yeah, yeah with the so i just did hair. a shirt with market of the drawings i used to do when i was a kid which is so crazy and he signed them like there's pictures of rodman with the shirt so that was like a big full circle um nobody realizes how crazy that is but i was like seven doing these drawings 
And I redid one, and they made it a shirt, and he signed them for ComplexCon, which was fucking bananas. Damn. Yeah. 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 Yo. Yeah. So that yeah. was crazy. Look. Like, I, I wish I had more to do with it, but it's like, it's just sick that it happened, you know? Dude, I missed him on the second day one year just going through, and I was like, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if? Sign my chest. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Then I'm going to get it tattooed on me. I was me. just going to say, me? get that shit tattooed. Yeah, for sure. Dennis Rodman yeah. touched my skin. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, not a lot of people get that a lot. No. Talking of <sighs> WWF, though, I was at Monday Night Raw just a few months ago here in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. And stepping in, I felt like I was 12 again. Oh, man. And I was a heckler, so I was just screaming all this profanity shit. There's a family of like seven in front of me. Okay. So, hey, if you're listening, I'm sorry, That's but I said some do. crazy ass shit, but it's because I was like, you know, nine hams deep on fucking. Yeah. You Your know, kids learn some things. I tonight. feel like you got to go to wrestling like. You're going a little bit drunk, you know? Yeah. Like that's well, especially you... at my age, I'm like, yo, what is this about? And then when kids... you go in, you're like, you're just taking off your clothes because you don't feel like you're that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the wrestling now is not what it was when no. we were kids. No. And it, no. it feels like it could be, you know, be. like that's what sucks is like all these shirts that I'm making, I feel like are like very dated because it's like the people that are hyped are people our age right. and people that like didn't experience that are like, oh, wrestling's lame. You know, like, what is this shit? What is this yeah. I'm watching yeah. like paint dry. Like, wait, you didn't watch it on USA every yeah. Monday, Wednesday and Friday at seven o'clock. You weren't there. My dad, my dad still watches like probably every live wrestling. I used to. Dedicated. Uh, damn. For sure. Sting. Yeah. I'm talking WCW. Oh, oh yeah. Like WWF when oh. it was split. I did. Catch me on that wave. I don't know if they're ever going to come out. So I'm sorry if like I mislead okay. everyone. No. I did so much shit for market of uh, WCW, like NWO shirts and Ooh. shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. The Wolfpack. Yeah. Wolfpack <laughs> shirts. And then what was the other one? Uh, before that, they were the the outsiders. The outsiders, yeah. It was uh, Kevin Nash and uh, um, Scott Hall. Scott Hall, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they were cool though. That wrestling's not like that anymore. No. no one's like. Well, that's why we went. We had to tap in. Yeah, my homie and I and his brother had to see if this was really the shit was about. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all it production was, now. There's no grit. We snuck down to the floor. That's how easy that was. Oh, Jesus. Well, there's probably we not, like you about, know. <laughs> yeah, you that got worse. My yelling got worse. My feelings, you got, got, be my feelings got better, but my yelling got Yeah, better. you were like hyped up. It's <laughs> oh, the yeah, energy. Sure. Yeah, energy I mean. I went to the last wrestling match that Undertaker did in Kansas City. Shit. It was like, I want to say it was my, it was for my birthday one year. And I my, would still be terrified of that motherfucker. My wife took right me. But he still scares me. I he wasn't on makeup supposed to just be to there. Go. Wasn't so, supposed to be there, but no. when he came out and the right. lights go, I was fucking 10 again, you know? Like, it was like, holy shit, it's The Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt. I heard, like, the, the, the bell the ring, and yeah, I was like, yo, yeah. back. There he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got excited about That's it. That's the way it is. And I don't remember the rest of the night. So there was <laughs> uh, time and no, place where... I went to wrestling about a year I ago. No. Same arena. Had to take a Uber home. I was like, man. I don't know how I got home. Yeah, I got like a, I, I had like a, a, it was made out of like a terry cloth, but a belt. 
I was like, I don't know how I got this, but it's Bro, sick. The, the real ones, $500. I've looked into making cheap it's, snakes title belts. You should. I know, but I don't know who'd buy them. Yeah. Just I, one homie. Just I would. One rich guy. I would. If you're out Walk there, around the house, just flex. <laughs> hit me up. You, yeah, hit you me up. I'll make you one. A custom <laughs> cheating snakes I just, title belt. I just want to. You pick the color, man. Yeah. Whatever. All right. I want to know how you guys met. Oh shit! I, I shot you a DM. I think. It, oh, Slid into so, those so cute. DMs. It's so cute. cute. It's like a cute. Yeah, cute. Yeah. Um, no, I think. Uh, I was following I, you on social for a while. Yeah. And I think we knew Emily before. Emily, we, she's so like that's kind of like the weird like Emily's way more She's way cooler. Social dude. yeah, social she's media. Way, like I, I mean, got second cool. pick yeah. here. I really was trying to get in touch with Emily yeah. and he picked up the phone. Yeah. I was like, all she's right. She's gotta she's gotta watch our kids. Yeah. I can't do that by myself. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't know. We I've just been following along for a minute. Maybe you called me, maybe I called you, it doesn't matter. Water under the bridge. Um, and first pop up. Yeah. But it was like during COVID bullshit time. Yeah. And I was, we were just scraping together to figure out something to do. I think everybody was right. Everybody was like, what can you do that doesn't just suck? Right. And that was kind of the strategy for me was my thought was this last summer was going to be, you know, when prohibition ended. Right. Just Gang bonkers. Can't stop. And nobody's planning right. shit. Right. So that was kind of my whole strategy with Jeremy was like, we'll be like the first party, you know, like we'll have the first like thing to do. And But I had no idea. And we were planning months in advance too. We were actually responsible adults about it. It wasn't like yeah. he called me on Friday. Like you want to do something tomorrow night. We were like, yeah, when this can was probably we do this? like, this was probably around Christmas time. Yeah. And we yeah. were planning something for April, May, maybe. I was like, all right, we got time to figure this out. Yeah. And we're like, by then we should be, we're still in the same shit again. But so anyway, like, yeah. It I still like, felt like a last minute. Like it, always. Because well, it rained the, the, didn't we get rained out once? And then we rescheduled and it rained and. Your bad luck charm. I don't know. Yeah, no, it did. We there's did. some weird curse of the cheating snakes. We we tried to pull it together, and well, so like we open Persher on every year, right? And each mm -hmm. year we tap a different designer, a different graphic designer, a different character to kind of like help design the uniforms, right? So Grant was on the radar, and he pinged me, and I was like, "Yeah, you're 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 next up. Let's go. I love your shit." And then I just didn't say no. I don't yeah. think I said, did I say no once? No, no. no I, I don't say no very well, often. And, and I was like the kind of the bulldozer of like, I had this vision of doing these collection. Like, I love traveling. I love hotels. So I was like, I want to do a collection with the crossroads. Because it's like, anytime I have friends come through, this is the place to stay because it's like it's a cool hotel. You're not going to feel out of place. Um, nobody's like in your shit. It's like not like a very like intimate. Like it's like yeah. you can be. You can do your thing here. And fucking leave and nobody will talk to you. Nobody cares. Like, but unless you Enjoy stop. Yourself. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, this is the hotel that I want to do it with. And I reached out to you and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm down. And we came to meet you. And you're like, oh, yeah, you can use, like, any of these rooms. And I was like, he doesn't fucking know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. 
And then he's like, oh, let's I just totally like, do the knew rooftop. he didn't have a fucking clue. By yeah. the way. I was like, no. And I was like, I was like, I'll get him there though. We'll get him there. Get him there. Well, the, the rooftop was like the first blowout. Like I wanted to have the sluts play. It's like that would be the craziest, like rooftop. Rooftop, like rock and roll show. Sluts on the roof. Yeah. Ooh. And like that I'm fell down. through, but we did like a sick. I don't yeah. know. You let me just design a bunch of Percheron stuff. Yeah, no. So we jumped in. We needed to. We needed to. We needed two or three things. And before you know it, Grant's got me talked into a twenty-piece collection <laughs> of like <laughs> that went literally from enamel pins to stadium cups with some hoodies and some t-shirts and some other merch worked in between. And it was all just like for the twenty twenty-one Percheron season. And it was all dope. Like, we don't have any of it left. I might have one hoodie somewhere in the basement, but, like, it's all toast. It all got stolen, but whatever. It's somewhere now. Stolen's way cooler. Yeah, anyway. stolen's way cooler. Um, but, like, yeah, the employees didn't Stole return that, that shit after the season. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I still see that stuff every once in a while. It's everywhere. It's like, yeah. I give it out to everybody. Yeah, all the bunch of random people have it. I was stoked to you about the night market, though. Like, oh, I mean, let's just step in on the night market a little bit. I know you've got a story of how like that all came about. Maybe we can swing that in a little bit more. Sure. I know yeah. we talked about it just briefly at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you um, got the but, origin story of that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in the room with the most powerful lady in the in the damn city, you know. So shout out <laughs> to Brooke. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. Shout no, out for real. Like, let's be honest. Like, the night market has been such a huge success. How you guys have put it on here has just been uh, amazing. So the version 2.0, it's like, I I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to like look forward to because there's so much on Bus Spectrum to to just do, you know? I mean, it's everybody that's like big in the city is going to be here. Right. I, I mean, it's that thing that I was talking about where you're like bringing everybody together. Night Market is just like the super organized, like legit yeah. version. Right. It's the like organized potluck dinner a little bit, right? Right. It's right. Like, it's like, like we actually had a giving. menu yeah, and yeah. people were tasked with stuff to bring. And you better bring the ugly dishes or I'm not, I'm <laughs> yes. not fucking It's eating. like if everybody saying, cool yeah. got together in Kansas City, that's like kind of the night market. It's the idea. It's right. the yeah. idea. No, it's just a fun yeah. night too. And yeah. you know, like we've seen this kind of idea and concept bounce around the city in a hundred different iterations. The way I, the reason I love this one is that like one, they're down to do it in our hotel, right? Yeah. Like they, they're, they're actively seeking an interesting space to have this happen. Yeah. They're not just like, okay, we can put this over in the church basement over here and do this thing again, you know? Um, and two that it like, they want to do it. Like the active push is to like do it in the evening, create a like party fun atmosphere to like we have two djs next time like there's gonna be a right. disco ball hanging in the like right. ball we're like it's it's gonna be a thing yeah. um and it still just feels like the tip of the iceberg for the second third right. fourth fifth tenth right. whatever um but it's got great legs it's got good good bones good architecture to it it's built the right way it's what people who care about it who are like facilitating a culture who are curating brands that are like making strong connections that they can come back to again and again um and it's just a fun night. It's just yeah. it's just fun. You don't yeah. have to buy a damn thing. Come yeah. buy stuff that we like. It doesn't buy feel stuff. like right. the right. tired Kansas City brands. It's like yeah, all the brands you know of around the city that aren't you know in every store. Right. I feel like that's what makes it special. Is like you're actually going to go to this thing to buy from 
brands you actually would buy from anyway. It's just like there's an some opportunity discovery. to see. Yeah. And the, that's another thing is, you know, inevitably you're going to run it like run into a brand you don't know about. That's super sick. And they're from here. Yeah. Where it's like. I mean, this is kind of how you create that community we are talking about. I feel like I know a lot of people in Kansas City and I'm like somewhat plugged into some things from time to time. And I'm not going to lie. We had 40 vendors at the last one. And I was like, I haven't met half these people. And so just to think about, I'm most excited about this. I've been going through the roster and I'm like, okay, I got to figure out who this, I'm like, there's, there's so many names and I'm like, all right, cool. This is going to be, I'm excited about the people that are coming. I'm going to spend all my damn money, but it's going to be, it's going to be a fun night. And like, uh, I was really thinking over the evening of like, you know, uh, inspiration, especially for you, Grant, and then especially for you, Jeremy, in the personal realm. And we both, we all know in this room that, you know, Virgil passed away just, you know, oh, the other day, which shit, has been, has been a big blow for, I think a lot of us that are in the, the, the culture of like what we believe in, because we saw a man start at Pac Sun and oh. end in Louis Vuitton. And yeah. I, and I honestly could not think of like a stronger individual to do that. You know what I mean? And like be such like seeing his ride and his success has been huge, a huge inspiration for myself, Man, it's you nice. know, and like wearing his shoes this evening. I mean, that's when, when Brooke told me you want to talk about this, I was like, yo, we got to bring this in I for mean, sure. Like- man news is hours old at this point man it like right. kind of knocked me off my chair right. i like had to set my drink down when the alert came on my phone i was like what the fuck are you talking yeah it about? really like shook me not for the reasons you know when celebrities pass away it's that shock of like they're such a figurehead what hole is that going to leave in your community but for virgil it's like one biggest like impact for me initially was like the most prolific guy ever every time you'd look at his instagram he was djing he was you didn't know stop. tailoring Never stopped. the guy couture for louis vuitton right. doing ready to wear for off-white helping brands on the side you know and then he'd be at a nightclub that night djing and it's like nobody's ever like embodied the culture yeah in such in tied all of the all of the loose ends of like streetwears in high fashion because of virgil right you know skateboarding is a part of streetwear because of virgil yep. mm-hmm. music Damn. is a part of streetwear like dj culture because of virgil dj culture is part of high fashion because of virgil so there's all these things and then you see all these icons come out of the woodwork and talk about what Virgil meant to them. Right. And they all had personal stories and they all had, you know, I was really struggling at this time and Virgil lifted me up and he put me on and he like, he was my cheerleader or I didn't have a brand or I was really small and Virgil took a chance on us and he did a collab with us when we had a thousand followers. Right, right. And it's like, as tragic as it is, those are the things that like I'm taking away from Virgil passing is take note, you know, like that's how you leave a legacy at 41 years old is you're a good guy. It's nothing, you know, 
incredibly talented, but rarely is that a part of the conversation. It's more so like such a kind person that always made people feel special, always was excited and like more so listened and put people up instead of took, you know, took right. the credit, right. took the, the spotlight. Like that's not a part of any of the conversations is no. like, what a icon, you know, like, I think that's what I take away is like, he was way more of a community builder than anything mm. else. Yeah. And humble the whole way. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Just like, well, always how do you hide something right. like that? Yeah. You know, like it's obviously it was like a crazy cancer he had and, yeah. and he had a show mm. scheduled for days from now, you know, like it, that was he the Miami thing. Like yeah. Two yeah. Days? yeah. Yeah. And it's fucking baddie. I mentioned to Nate earlier, I was like, this is super loose, but I'm like, he helped me get this job. And I'm like, he didn't, I, I've never met Virgil. I would love I would right. to get the yeah. movie, like hang out. But you jump through all these goofy hoops to get creative jobs like three of us are in, right? They ask you all these wild questions like, you'd rather be mauled by a lion or eaten by a shark. All those dumb, they ask you all these like things. And then they get to some of the tactical things like, do you do you have the creative spirit? Do you understand? Like, do you have an aesthetic? Can you? And they're like, hey, one of the projects you might have to help with is like the uniforms at the hotel. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, like I want that project if that's my only project. But if it's not, I want somebody else to do it so I don't have to like just obsess about it every single minute. I see some kid with his shoes tied the wrong way or whatever. And they're like, if you had endless resource, you could wave a magic wand. You could pick the uniforms right now, put together. And I was like you see this cat doing this off-white thing? Like, just do this. This 3% game is what we need in the hotel right. business. We order so much bullshit from catalogs that is just generic whatever. He's revolutionizing the, like, just commodity by just cha just changing it just enough. Granted, he's Virgil. Granted, it's off-white. But at the same time, they're like, I... I I don't feel like he was necessarily on the radar of some of the people that I was talking to at that time. And then he was, and they were like, that's the shit. That would be really cool if we did that. And I was like, I don't want this project. I want to do something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, I remember it was right after that show. They made Kanye cry at with all the kids and the students. The rainbow. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was yeah. stupid. Well, that, that like, I mean, just that, that rule the three percent oh, rule. It's such a thing. Like that's not even Virgil's thing. But the fact I think that is the legacy of Virgil is taking all of the air out of all of those precious mysteries of streetwear and that whole culture is like he deflated all that. It's all like that, it's not that's not what it's about. It's I'm gonna put on the kid. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not an exclusive thing. No. This is how you do it. Yeah. Three percent. He, he and it's like, like so many of my friends fully admit that's how they design, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. that's Virgil. I mean, yeah. you've done corporate design jobs. You know that that is literally like you will take a design to the legal department and say, hey, have I changed this enough yeah, 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 for yeah. it to be marketable? Right. And they'll be like, no, you need to change it another 3% or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And that's that's how the game works sometimes. But Right. Um, it, was, uh, it was 2018. Uh, it was my second year at Complex Con. I got to like be part of it, like chime in on a discussion that he was leading. And it was like the guy from Rude. And he was like, I'm yeah. just trying to make waves. And 
Virgil goes, in the street. And then this was just the beginning of Streetwave, my podcast. And I felt in that moment, like, he knew, he was speaking to me. He was like, you need to make waves in the street. And I was like, that's why I'm called Streetwave. Have you ever like, heard him exactly talk why. about surfing? Yeah, like, of course. How, yeah. yeah, that. Yeah. I, I mean, like everybody else, like... I mean, how many celebrity deaths have we seen this year in the last two years? Just like an obscene amount. Okay. I feel like this one like shook me. Oh, and it, maybe sure. it's just because it was so unexpected and he's so young yeah. and he was so relevant up until the day he died okay. and he will continue to be relevant. But so I've been reading all of those things in like a new light, just knowing what he knew, like, oh, like, I might not be around for that much longer. So you read all those quotes that he gave people. Mm -hmm. You see all that, the like, the productivity that he had and, like. Uh, he knew the clock was ticking. Yeah. He and he, right. you know, when he rose to it. And, but that surfing quote where he talks about, um, like, being on the wave and, like, do it uh i i might be getting too confused now but like where he talks about like doing things now okay. instead of like talking about it and like generating your idea in like a thought way rather than just acting on it i feel like <laughs> those things are i'd like to think of those as lasting lessons or like anecdotes of like those are the things I want to absorb from Virgil's life of like, you realize why he was so prolific while he was alive. Like his clock was ticking and yeah. like, and then I think about like, like, you know, in reality, all of our clocks are ticking. Think, yeah. So like, why the fuck aren't I reaching out to that homie that I have beef with squash that shit bro like yeah. we only yeah. have yeah. so much time yeah. what the fuck Life's are we doing so you know yeah. like yeah. shit like that so like these That's things a great segue i gotta go i gotta go design some shit or something yeah yeah <laughs> get the fuck out of here what <laughs> yeah. are you doing no man we're just sitting around talking just like, sitting what around are we doing Ugh. but really i mean it's true though you're right well and and everybody's kind of got i mean i'm sure everybody's got that beef in their closet but i i made the effort in the last 24 hours of like Anybody I've reached out to, it's not you, it's someone else, you know, <laughs> but I've really tried to do that yeah. recently, like in the last 24 hours of like, life is super short. What do we, you know, yeah. the ego is so stupid. And I think that's like, what I'm going to take away from that is, you know, life is short. Your time here is short. Get your work done. Like, fuck all that other right. shit, you know? Go big or go home. Right? I ain't got time for that shit. As we're wrapping up everything, Instagram, Grant. Cheating snakes. Cheating snakes. At cheating snakes. At cheating snakes. No G. Cheating. No cheatin'. G in here. Ricky Bobby style. Ricky Bobby style. <laughs> I I did not know you named the brand off your Instagram handle. Oh, I mean, you want to get into like what cheating snakes? Yeah. Do we got time for that? I mean, it's not a big story. My step stepfather. No, my father-in-law. His band, when he was young, oh shit, was called Cheating Snakes. What? Yeah, and they fucking killed. Bruh. And I was just, just like, "That's that the on fucking people. sickest band name." I'm, st I'm stealing it, and he was like, "Yeah, 
No, I fuck Take with it. it. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. So when we do that music festival, how Gene much snakes you are coming out of retirement? What's his royalty <laughs> situation? How much you owe him for that hoodie I just bought? Like, a shitload. I just give oh. him like free hats. And okay, shit. cool. That's great. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Father. Uh, Shout uh, out to Father. Honey Wagon. Honey Wagon is his band now. Honey Wagon with an E, so it's Wagon with an E. Oh. Yeah. Like Honey Wagon? No, Honey Wagon. That's his band now. All right. Shout out Mike Penner. They still get after it? Oh, fuck yeah. They rip. Just just something I wanted to do, too, before we end up everything is just kind of, although you drank all your drinks, so I guess we can't do a toast too hard. But uh, I just wanted to like cheers for amazing night on Thursday. Yeah, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like That's for real. Tap in. Uh, um, and then just also just just for uh, a success, success. I can't even speak. Successful you had year. Seven margaritas. I've got mate. too much liquor in me. Um, just good energy and good vibes for the rest of the year. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, listeners, you know how to tap in on Street Wave. You know where to find me on Instagram, Street Wave. That's S T R W E T W A W V E. And new podcast coming out every week. We got a new sh- a new show starting this week. So, on top of this, another show that's getting ready to start on top. So, I'm really excited for the future of everyone that's in this room. Grant to the best like success for you, bro. And then. Jeremy, I don't even know what to say. You know, you're the greatest dude in <laughs> the room. Fuck off, man. Get out yeah, of here. No, you out. Fuck this guy. <laughs> um, no, seriously, man. Like, we really appreciate you. I know Brooke has talked so much about you, and it's yeah. been a pleasure to meet you, to be in this space, to um, just build this community because the city needs it. Yeah. You know? It does. And, like, you two are, like, huge. Thank huge you. People, so Thank I really you. appreciate your time. Keep doing it. 100%. Um, yeah. This is Nate with Street Wave. We out.